1: Let me paint you a picture. It's 1998 in sync. They were they were off the charts, and here's a guy who didn't have really an identity going into high school. He really just listened to his mother's music growing up. You know, Beatles and the Turtles and anything that was named after an animal in the 60s is what my mom listened to. So that's what I listened to. And as time went on, you know, you start meeting different people and you start getting different genres of music and art and films and all that other stuff. That's part of growing up. I had a friend met my junior year of high school. He's the coolest kid I had ever met. Hey, you want to come over and hang at my house? We'll listen to some heavy metal. I'm like, heavy metal. Heard of that. I'm with you with that metal of heavy. So, yeah, we go back to his place. He's got like, you know, I'm I'm dating myself. Well, I already dated myself (laughs) in 98, but he had one of those 100 disc (laughs) CD changers. He put on a random album. I want to say it was... Black Sabbath and from then on I was hooked. These were bands that got me motivated to teach myself how to play bass guitar and be in, you know, a crappy uh, pop punk band for a while and these are the types of musicians that got me through college and my 20s and you know the angsty years of where I was just pissed off at everything. On one hand this movie ha- like is trying to tap into that at least for me personally tap into that uh nostalgia of like what metal meant to you when you were younger and how it was kind of like a rallying cry to say fuck you you know because it sucks growing up if you're not popular if you're not good looking it's it's rough it's not impossible but before we get into anything else my name is chad i got ray mogar and ryan with me today everybody say hi but like take turns don't just like talk over each other so i have to edit it out you know what i mean hello this is ryan yo
0: see guys that was like fluid and it was like (laughs) silky smooth i love it we're like we we should start a band that was oh my god oh man so in sync
1: (laughs) so oh god the movie we're talking (laughs) about today we're so professional metal lords and coming of age it's just a coming of age film one of the things i did like about it is it didn't have to be set in the now it could have been set in the 80s or it could have been set you know in 98 when I grew up metal is timeless all-encompassing so I even till the age like I, I was driving in my neighborhood and saw that kid you know he's probably like 16 15 he's got a jean jacket on and all the different patches you know he's got Ozzy Osbourne here and he's got Pantera here and Nirvana there and I'm like man that'll never go out of style as long as metal's around
0: Overall, I, I, I don't know how you all like felt explicitly explicitly about the movie, but I I thought that it was it was very sweet overall and kind of I felt like it was it was basically exactly when you hear someone say that this is a battle of the bands coming of age movie, this you 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 kind of just know exactly what you're going to get. And this kind of just has like it's like someone took a script for coming-of-age battle of the bands movie and just kind of painted a a metal skin over it and it's a lot of the the metal references and everything were, were were cool and all i was really impressed with uh all of the licensed music they got for the soundtrack i feel like there's some like really heavy hitters there's some there's some great tracks in the soundtrack and uh i i don't know if it would have worked at all if they didn't have those there because it did kind of make it feel more a little bit more authentic but but yeah i i think that overall i kind of it it kind of came and went, and I I enjoyed most of it, but it's not something that I'm necessarily going to remember a year from now.
2: And see, I am a lot more hyped about it than you are. I love this movie because I I see what you're saying that it there's some paint by numbers here and that kind of thing, but there's also a lot of things in this that subvert the tropes, even if it's just little tiny things. There's some things I don't want to spoil, but let me give you just a, a tiny example. I mean you. There's a scene, of course, where they're at the party, you know, high school is at the party and they're drinking and, and one of our main characters who's not very popular, he's drinking and he finds that hey, all of a sudden it's easier to talk to girls, you know, because I'm a little drunk and whatever. And he starts staring at this girl and and you see it coming, you know, she's staring back and she's like, why are you staring at me and what's going on? And he actually walks over and he he starts to talk to her and you know he's drunk and, and, and you know he's getting close and you're like, oh, this is that thing where he's going to walk up to her. They're going to start talking and he's going to projectile vomit right on her. Period. Happens in every movie. Always does. Ruins her shoes. She screams, runs off. We're done. That doesn't happen. And there are a lot of other little moments here where you think you know exactly what's going to happen because of the type of movie this is. And they do just a little tiny subversion of that. And I liked the fact that they did that, and I liked the fact that even one of our two main characters is an outcast, and, and whatever and the characters you're supposed to you know be rooting for and like, one of them for you know three quarters of this movie you do not like.
1: Go over the core group here. So we have Kevin. Who, I mean, they're all outcasts, but Kevin's like very soft-spoken in the beginning, doesn't know much about heavy metal, only is into it because Hunter is into it. Hunter is the diehard, has all the posters on the wall, also has a rich uh, plastic surgeon daddy that can buy him all the sweet gear from Guitar <laughs> Center. Hunter is a prick. And in the beginning, I, I for me, I felt I felt differently. I felt the beginning kind of like lagged and kind of sucked. And I felt it got better towards the end, uh, but I felt Hunter was just a little too mean or not mean that's, in the right way. I mean, I, that's the thing. Like, I don't know what the answer is. I for thought Hunter was fine
3: that he was because he was insecure the entire time. Like, that just made sense. Um, the only, like, it made sense that he'd be insecure and then project that into everybody and be like, you suck, you suck. But really, it, he sucks kind of thing. So that that kind of didn't bother me too much. Um, what bothers me with Hunter is where his plot kind of when they escalate when they escalate the cl- to the climax. It's like that's like completely made up and dumb, and none of those things go anywhere. Uh, really, it's um, Kevin's story that is the most interesting to me from start to go because he it's the most normal high school I've ever seen where it's like, yeah, you get picked on once in a while, but like you do something cool. It's not hard to like just socialize. Everyone's just people. And that's the first time, like I've seen that happen in this kind of high school movie. Like even the jocks end up becoming the, the super like uh, eighties antagonistic jocks end up becoming like, Oh wait, we're
0: just going to chill in this mosh pit. We like metal now. (laughs) (laughs) And that's actually like going back to what you were saying, Ray. That actually is something that I liked: is uh, the the antagonists, like if you can even like sort of call them that. I really did like that they didn't paint them as these cookie cutter villains. That I feel like in another movie, they maybe have. I, I don't know. It subverted expectations in a way that I that I did like, and it felt it felt real to me. So I, I, that is something that I did like about this.
2: Yeah, exactly. Real because again, it it wasn't that. Ooh, here's the black hat. Here's the white hat. And yes, the bullies are going to be bullies and they're never going to do any different. They're never going to learn anything. And oh, that guy over here is going to, going to be a prick and he's going to be a prick the whole movie. Yeah, th- there was some different things here. I, I'm trying not to ruin it, but th- there are some different things here that they took a character or uh, a scene and did just that tiny little turn that was different.
3: I like how cool the rival band was. Like I almost wish the movie was about them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What in the history
1: of a Battle of the Bands movie is the rival band like pretty chill and cool to hang out with? You
3: guys suck. All right, man. I mean, uh, I guess we'll see you at the Battle of the Bands. It'll be fun. Yeah,
1: they
0: we'll were literally later, like, man. yeah, sorry you feel that way, but yeah, we'll hang out maybe. <laughs> it was like the embodiment
1: of Canada if they were a band.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yes. And again, something you didn't quite expect. You were expecting, oh, that bad, bad's going to be a prick and you're going to be a prick to them and it's going to be a, a thing the whole time. And no, they were just like, yeah, whatever, dude. So the
1: soundtrack definitely drives a lot of this movie at at times I felt some of the songs were obvious, even though they didn't really play like the number one hit from that metal band. They played like, you know, anywhere between like their top five or top ten song. Uh, but but to me, there was some I'm like, oh, man, that's so obvious. But then again, I don't know. I'm a metalhead. Maybe I'm thinking too much about it. Uh, but what did you guys think about? I mean, the the only
3: problem I have with the soundtrack is they're like, no, we're not a regular metal band. We're a black alt metal band. And it's like you're just playing regular metal right now. Like saying that, like, oh, yeah, we were like Slayer and Judas Priest. I'm like, that's like that's I know how niche you're trying to make yourself sound and
0: you didn't come close to it. Like when you're playing for whom the for whom the bell tolls by Metallica. Yeah. And it wasn't obvious enough because there was a point where I was like, maybe they're making a, a joke like they don't understand the the genre. But I don't know. There wasn't it wasn't like it it wasn't clear which way they were going with that. So because like it could have worked as a joke. Um, but it, yeah, I totally agree. It seemed like they were trying to make it niche when they really weren't, I guess, the writers.
2: I agree to a point. It's but I think part of it always comes down to what can you get a hold of? You know, you, you try your best. You have a a a music list that you want you know you're 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 like i want all of these songs in my movie but then it comes down to what can you get a hold of you know who's who's i'm gonna, gonna be give completely you the honest
3: it'll be easier to find alt black metal or black metal than it would be to get the people that they True. showed up for these cameos
2: they had a couple of people, of course, that were producers and music producers on the oh, film. Of course, okay, had a lot of friends that they just called up.
1: So <laughs> yeah, the first name I noticed was uh, uh, Tom Morello was a producer on. I'm like, oh, exactly, okay, yeah. that makes
0: sense. Yep. Yeah, and he wrote one of the, the the song that they play at the very end too, which I thought was kind of cool. Yeah, I was reading an interview with him, and he was saying he just he had so much fun making it because that more traditional sort of style of metal is like one of his favorites, and he never gets a chance to play around with it. So I thought that was kind of a cool little. Probably a fun thing for him to to work on.
1: There is a moment where there are a bunch of cameos from a few familiar metal lords, <laughs> I guess. I, think, uh, I guess those
0: were the lords.
1: They were the lords. They were four of them. I mean, I don't know, like the four lordsmen of the metal apocalypse.
0: Might have been cooler if they were more like hooded and, you know, a little more ominous looking, maybe. I don't know.
3: I don't know if you want hooded people in that scene for what they were doing. <laughs> oh, yeah. And they're supposed
1: to be teenagers, That's a good right? That's actually. <laughs> it's it's going to be a forgettable movie, I think, especially since it's, you know, just going to be buried in a Netflix queue for the rest of your life. But I definitely think if you're into the genre, I don't know, it's kind of like School of Rock. School of Rock's like one of my favorite films of that era. And one of the things I did like about this film is, Hey, they hired actors that also can play the instrument that they're portraying on film, which allows the camera department to do like more realistic stuff. Like they could shoot it more like it's a live show. Kevin's stuff where he's playing the drums and there's a montage scene of him getting better and better. They do a lot of cool, just kind of like in and out stuff you would see live. But if you ever watch a movie where, you know, they hire somebody that never touched an instrument in their life, and they have to fake it you have to cut around that somehow so a lot of times you're not able to play around as much because you're limited to what you can actually show but this movie you know and and it's not like they're playing like easy bob dylan stuff here like they're they're playing metal metal's hard
3: it's yeah yeah we saw a really piss poor attempt at the beginning of the movie. Yeah. yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> I actually thought that part was really cool, though. Uh, and it does happen with a lot of people that start new bands. Somebody just tries too hard. Okay, have any of you been in bands, or are currently in one? Uh, I played bass way back when, but I was terrible. I was, pro- I probably sounded like the guy that was at the beginning of the movie.
2: This is something that I ended up loving, and I and I know that it might not be one of those movies that is going to get a lot of play. You're right. Cause it's going to get buried in Netflix queue. It's, it's going to get buried. And I, I kind of hate that because like we discussed, there were a lot of things in this movie that yes, it's typical coming of age and there's a movie and there's a lot of things that are not, that they subvert these little things. And I do love that, of course, across the board that they had this message, you know, even though like we, we've said, Hunter is, is a real prick in this film uh, that he has someone to balance him out that is, you know, going through his high school existence, telling people that, you know, yeah, there, there might be something quote unquote wrong with you, but you're still perfect. You're still perfect in your own way. And we're all perfect in our own way. And it, it's a sweet little message that comes out of this. I, and of course the cameos are fun. The music is fun. Even though sometimes we don't get the song that we wish we got, we get something else and and you'd go, okay, great. I'm still good with it. I'm going to move. I'm going to move through this because I'm getting, I am getting great music. I am in a film that had some pull to get uh, the music, some of the music that you want to hear. I just found this to be a sweet little film that I didn't expect was going to be as sweet as it was when it first started and by the end I I loved it and I am going to recommend this to several people that I know and uh, who both are heavy metal fans and who are just uh, fans maybe of this genre of coming of age film I think you could recommend it to both and it's just going to be this, this cute sweet good time at your house for 90 minutes um, so I because I just loved it I'm going to give it Nine out of 10, uh, copies of Ulysses, which you should know from your English class.
0: I enjoyed this, um, as growing up as someone who was that, that metalhead guy in high school who wore like band t-shirts and was in, you know, in some kind of mostly bad metal bands, um, I feel like I could definitely relate to it. And I think that there are people that I'd recommend this to. I think it's uh, I think, like we have said, some of it is a little like kind of surface level metal stuff. But I think that there there's some things that it gets really right. Like the uh, there's a moment we haven't talked about that I really loved with Kevin when he first like just gets a list of. Like bands and songs like just to go just to go through himself and to start practicing and just that moment of inspiration when he's he's learning the song I thought was really the way that it was shot was was really, really nice. And it kind of resonated with me a little bit as a guitar player. Like first playing some of those, just getting inspired to play a song and, you know, uh, just learning to enjoy a genre through like actually playing and performing it. I think that some of that stuff with Kevin in the beginning, like resonated with me and I really enjoyed. Um, And I think that I think overall, if, you know, if. You describe like a battle of the bands coming of age movie, but with metal to somebody. And that sounds interesting to them. I think that for the most part, I think they'll they'll enjoy it. And it's not really too long of a watch either. I think it's like just a little more than 90 minutes. So I feel like it I feel like it's it's w- worth a watch for if, if it sounds interesting to you. Um, I'm going to give it six and a half out of 10 metal sob subgenres that are slight variations from each other aren't really that different, but it's different enough to me. And it's, it still kind of matters. I signed up for
3: this movie because I've been waiting for forever to get a solid music movie like it did. They just don't happen. I mean, there's a couple, but you got to go way back. And then um, like even HBO tried like to make a show about producing music and it didn't really hit like it. There's nothing that really captures the scene. And then. It's not hard, which is why I like a lot of this movie. Where it's like I don't care that it's doing paint by numbers; it's doing everything that I'm about to get a solid movie out of this, like in a solid movie where music is the theme. Like I would actually probably put School of Rock is probably the last one I saw, maybe that, uh, but. I really like this movie uh, until like the last act, like once it starts going, uh, the escalating tension starts happening. I just didn't find any of that believable like kind of thing. And it just kind of goes all over the place that it was like, once a couple things happen, it's like they wouldn't come back together. Like that doesn't matter anymore. (laughs) But other than that, it's, um, it's a really fun movie. The cameos are, are, awesome that they kind of actually are what made it for me. Like they brought me back. Um, The music is fun. And there was just a lot that I do relate to from being a music uh, person that was in the music scene when I was in high school. Like there is a lot to relate to. Um, And I would probably recommend that to anybody that cares about not even just um, metal, but anyone that's on the other side. Like if you're into rap, if you're not into rap and pop or country, like if you just grew up into rock You'll have fun watching this because there's nothing you can relate to even a white stripes joke um, and just check it out. Uh, other than that, I'm just going to give it seven out of ten magical guitar picks. I didn't hate it. I didn't love it, but I don't feel like I'm in the middle
1: either. But I don't know like which, you know, which end of the the middle I'm, I'm am I hovering above or below. I was going to go six and a half, but I think I'm going to give it a seven out of ten references to power slave, but never actually playing anything off the album. Uh, So seven out of ten power slaves. Fucking like you could have played two minutes to midnight. Like that was really obvious. (laughs) Like that's the song. (laughs) <laughs> power slave you could have put it on in your freaking eight track and whatever corvette you were driving Wouldn't they
3: driving like a piece of shit toyota like even another character is like your car's a piece of shit
1: well yeah well uh uh hunter uh because he had a rich dad he, he looked like he was driving a corvette i'd have to watch again but uh no kevin had the shitty car that he had to share with his family with he had to beg his mom
3: didn't they have four. like it, this was also, I mean, there's a couple of these um, moments in this movie where I couldn't suspend disbelief. And one of them was like, I just happen to be in a van and my mom still has a 1990s Astro van for no fucking reason.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>